0: This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Hey, everybody, I'm Dana Pickley.
1: I'm Adam Sass.
2: And I'm Princess Weeks, and this
0: is Horror is So Queer. And we're back. We're We're back. back. Back.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: We're back from hiatus. You know, we want you to know we do this for the ghouls and the gays. And that's it.
1: (laughs) Period. We're all ghouls now in 2021.
0: Oh, my gosh. You guys, it's 2021. We we took a break over the uh, crazy holidays and everything. And now we are in a totally new year. And I feel like crying at the drop of the hat all the time. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I feel like permanently, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like in a, I'm in a big horror movie right now because I feel like somebody's watching me, um, something's going to go wrong soon, and I can't tell what it is. And <laughs> yeah, I'm just like filled with this like dread and, um, you know, the weather's bad. So like, it just, it just, it's all adding up to a very horror paradise. This is why we have horror. We are processing the traumas, the various Interlacing like a lattice work top of a pie. Uh,
2: <laughs> exactly. <of> a pie. <laughs> Drama pie. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part is is that, like, when you like read other like horror things, it's like, oh yeah, we knew 2020, 2021. We knew I was going to be <clears throat> trash. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what have you all been doing? Um, Adam, your book has just like flown off the shelves.
1: Hot cakes. Thank you. Yeah, my book. Um, surrender your sons uh itself a a queer horror in a way it's more of a suspense thriller but uh yeah it uh got off to a roaring start and it's it's out there living its own life now and it's just so nice every week just getting messages and pictures from folks all over that are you know reading it and um yeah it's just it's just been wonderful i've been invited on to like Some folks' book clubs, you know, because people are having these, like, quarantine book clubs, and um, people reach out to me, and they're just like, hey, would you want to, like, speak at this thing? And obviously, I'm just like, listen, break up my monotony over here, please. Let's.
2: (laughs) Please (laughs) free me me from this hell.
1: Exactly. I was like, sit on a lily pad where y'all talk about my great book, of course.
2: (laughs) And and how I'm a genius. (laughs) Your Gale Weathers fantasy is finally (laughs) happening. Oh my God, it is. You
1: are so correct to pick up on that thing. That is something I I specifically wrote into the book. That's one, yeah. mm -hmm.
2: My genius is just unparalleled. (laughs) Oh shit. Well, what about you, princess? What have you been up to during uh, the hiatus? I have just like been working on my YouTube channel, like really trying to commit myself to doing all of the, you know, hot takes that keep the world going, working on my own novel because, you know, I've been inspired by all of you. Um, And just, you know, just trying to survive, watch movies, getting into that promising young woman discourse, Mm -hmm. you know, the basics.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, over here, uh, I started a new job since uh, we all recorded last. So I've been working for a marketing agency and uh, yeah, I like fancy grown up job. And um, but I I wanted to talk to you about a series. I'm not sure if you all have seen it. It is a Norwegian slash British series Mm. called Fortitude. Are you aware of this?
1: Um no no no, not oh like if it's not Wandavision or Bridgerton like I feel like I
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and the reason I'm bringing it up here is because it's a horror thriller okay so it's like a joint production between like Norwegian television and in the UK and for some reason Stanley Tucci and Dennis Quaid are also in it um so it is about a town in like the arctic circle archipelago of uh norway called fortitude where uh basically like humans are outnumbered by bears um and some crazy shit goes down and uh, i mean this show has everything brits pretending to be norwegian um murder uh parasitic uh, prehistoric wasps, oh uh, mind control, um, people being eaten by bears. It's got every, and then Stanley Tucci is in the first season. It's just wild. It is a wild, wild ride.
1: Listen, that area of the planet knows how to thriller. <laughs> um, it's so they cold. Do.
2: They have to, they need the stimulation. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs>
1: They're just feeling dreadful all the time because um, it's just so cold and you know because I mean I, I moved from from California to a colder climate um, and uh, I'm experiencing my first winter in years and so I myself am starting to think dreadful things um, so, <laughs> like, this sounds like exactly like my cup of tea and um, my uh, I'm I'm half Norwegian myself so that get
0: out of that. town mm-hmm. well then you you will love this it's uh it's it's really well done there. You're going to see some definite famous faces um, from both British and Norwegian uh, entertainment spheres. So check it out. I think it is on Sundance channel. Mm-hmm. If it's not on Sundance channel, it's it's through Amazon Prime. That's that's what I know. Got it. Um, anyway, so we're here to talk about queer stuff. And this mm-hmm. is our episode five. Aptly titled Grandma's Favorite, Whatever Happened to My Sweet Boy? Uh,
1: <laughs> whatever Happened to My Sweet Boy? Yeah. And then,
0: Adam, tell us, what is this about?
1: What We are we are talking about werewolves today. Werewolves! Yes! We
0: are, yes!
1: So this is an all-time fave. Everybody, you know, a lot, of, you know, this is the gays fave. You know, gaze it's up fa- there with yeah. vampires, um... Has not been done as proudly um, and, as, and as often as vampires in media. Um, Is it's it just little... because
0: werewolves just aren't as sexy?
1: No. Cuz there's not um, a hair. Oh, f- uh hard hard disagree here. I think it's <laughs> the stigma.
2: The it's <clears> the <throat> stigma of us monster fuckers who like <laughs> It's we, true. It's we true. have to have a humanoid facade and it's like, "But what if we like the fur? What if oh, we want that bad helsing right. werewolf swagger in our lives?"
1: Listen, <laughs> you spend enough time on like um like art Twitter and you're just going to see like the, the gay will fart like more than you can ever possibly want. So Isn't yeah, it called around. the
0: Omegaverse? Is that what it's called?
1: hmm There's, I mean, again, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm.
0: Uh... It's a sampling.
1: It's a, yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. There, there's some of that. It's, 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 a, again, it's a, it's a rich, rich community. Um, <laughs> and one, I'm only very starting to get aware of myself. And it's, it's something, so this is, the, the the werewolf, I think, is also maybe not done as well because um, I think you need a lot more effects. The vampire can be done with, like, cast some pale Nordic man, you know, and then put some, you know, like, attach some, you know, party city fangs on him. And you right. can pretty much have, like, a, a pretty decent, if you're filming it correctly, um, but the werewolf, like, you gotta put them in, like, it's hard because you either have to, like, really put the money and time and effort into those effects, um, and a lot of times lately it's just a big CGI mess, or it's a giant, like, on Buffy, like, they put him in this giant, like, kind of cookie suit, um... So like, again, it's hard to execute. That's why I think the world really th- is thriving right now in modern days um, in the art world where you just you just get like tons of like drawings and whatnot. I feel like there's just a lot of more opportunity to just really like basically <laughs> execute um, more interesting visions of this character.
2: And also in, like, the para, like, in the urban fantasy uh, department, like, the werewolf is, like, sexy, but, like, in human form. It's, like, it's right. a it's a cake. It's, like, a furry cake over this hyper-masculine uh, imagery, which, you know, you think would lead to a lot more queer paranormal werewolf stuff. But uh, the straights have to take everything, you know.
1: <laughs> it's true. Like, again, like, it's one of these things where, like, it's it's a char- it's a character where it's like it's 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 a weird sort of you know in urban fantasy it's a weird sort of like, drag it's almost like high mask um instead of like, instead of high femme like it's just like this hyper like it's just like ridiculous like it's just mm. like the the jaw and the and the stubble and the whatnot and the mystique and the and the and he's the bad boy whatever whatever. Um, you know there is a bit to that character however I believe and this is where I'm going to be spending most of the time today talking about is um a lot of the a lot of the and here's the thing werewolves will um the metaphor is very limber it's very flexible it can basically be bend to pretty much to be to metaphorize pretty much any anything you're looking for um, because so much of it is about like, repressed and and buried and and controlling the thing within and and um and and let it out and or or whatever or like the otherness but i think today mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about how the world is the ultimate invisible mm-hmm. other and that's queerness um mm-hmm. so this is something where um, that's why the, the episode is titled Grandma's Favorite. Uh, By day, they are sensitive, smart, and sweet, but each of them is hiding a beast within that the world will never understand and is terrified of being unleashed upon society. So a lot Yay. of this is, come on, word. Yeah, so this is, <clears throat> you know, in, in, uh, in some of these readings, a lot of the times it's usually um, a mild-mannered young man or, or person you know it's like or any sort of like thing where it's like um they're trying so you know they're they're either unremarkable or they are super sweet and you know and and they're they're helping their community and they're loving but the but by, by at nightfall you know they turn into this different person so I mean that's something where you know in 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 queer land it's always a thing where I think a lot of queer people for survival um, uh you know, growing up at least, I think we learn to um, adapt our personalities to become, a lot of us do, to become pleasers, to become um, this idealized person who was helpful, who was essential to society, and therefore less likely to be uh, cast out. So if you make yourself super invaluable to society and to your family or to your family unit, um, you're an invaluable uh, person. And But there are also these... Urges and these other things that don't quite fit so neatly into that uh, box that you're, like, really um, scared of getting out, that you are um, wishing would just go away. You're wishing that your personality wouldn't be the sweet and the the urges, that it would just be the sweet. And why can't it just be this part of your personality and a, and a big part of, uh, you know, I think uh, queer life is, is the lifelong journey of... Uh, merging those two sometimes, mm. so it can be difficult.
0: Well, before before we get into uh, the Wolf Man, I just want to ask both of you. <clears throat> uh, so, Team Edward or Team Jacob? And if you say Team Jacob, that's because you're gay. Oh, Team Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've yeah. never,
1: ever even crossed mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would be anything else? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like I—I I know this is an unpopular opinion, but like I loved Oz with willow oh yes. And it took me a very long time to like be to to deal with the fact like i know i should love tara and willow more but i just really love oz and i wish they had handled that better but you know i, I do lo- just love him
1: oz is so great and I've, and I've said this before on um slayer fest 98 a bunch of other places where i oz is such a great character to me like we needed somebody Who's again? It, he's he's mild mannered in his own way, not in this sort of like sweet way, but just in a way that it's like no, he's just this like chill person who, um, who's probably too chill. I loved Oz, and I and I you know wish they had, you know had found ways to like keep him around even if he wasn't gonna be with Willow. Uh, you know, he he explores his bandmates or something like that, something like that. Anything could happen. Um, know. Yeah.
2: Well, I would say before sorry to, to get in the middle of the transition, but what you were talking about, honestly, even though it's not a werewolf, uh, it reminded me in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four how like Cheetah Ooh. how like, you know, she meets Diana and she's like, I wanna be as sexy as this woman and that, you know, begins this whole right. apex Who predator transformation. <laughs> yeah, of like how Make like be as sexy as her. <laughs> yeah, just like, okay, sis, so, I see you. I see you and I see your glasses and I and I respect uh, all of mm-hmm, this but mm-hmm. how like to deal with these frustrations it's like you can't do it as mild mannered barbara minerva but if you turn into the cheetah then you can go toe to toe with the girl that you think is hot but you're also intimidated uh, by the
1: cheetah I love <laughs> I really loved that um and I wonder like if it has something to do with like you know cuz a, a lot of like especially barbara like uh, I'm just gonna say we are, we're we're overthinkers, you know. Like I think queers have a tendency to like really overthink things and like live in our head and be, and, and it, it can get to that point where you're just so tired of overthinking. You want no thinking. Mm. You want just instinct. Yeah.
0: Give me that apex predator, empty mind. <laughs> <laughs> hunt, 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 hunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Speaking of Apex Predators, not. Wolfman, 1941. 1941.
1: Um, Yeah, part of the universal monster spread. um, This is coming a little later in the game. Like, way in the early 30s, they started out with Dracula and Frankenstein. Obviously, Wolfman is like a huge, huge hit for them. But this was on the later side. Um, And so this does get into... This goes into territory where we're also, you know, uh, you know, and un- besides queerness, um, another kind of invisible other, which um, the Wolfman sort of began, um, and then multiple movies kind of continue, is um, there's this sort of uh, Jewish werewolf identity. That's sort of another uh, invisible other. And so, um, the Wolfman, 1941, was written by a uh, man named Kurt. Let's um, say his name wrong. Kurt Siedmak. C- C- um who basically fled Germany um uh after listening to Joseph Goebbels give uh, one of his many terrible speeches about uh anti Semitic speeches. And basically Kurt was one of the was one of the folks who uh got out of Germany right away, uh came to LA, came to Hollywood um, got into the business, and then, so Wolfman was sort of this, this movie that, uh, he wrote, uh, that drops, you know, like, in the middle of the war. Um, so a lot of folks have really had a, has, have had many different readings on this front, which is, um, uh, the, the you know, the main character is this American who is traveling through, um you know, Europe and, uh, really feeling even before the Wolfman kind of sets in that there's just like his presence is not welcome there, that no matter what he's doing, that there is like, he is this, he is very much othered, even in his human form. Uh, and so we kind of get into a lot of that. And so this sort of began the long tradition of like the sympathetic, pitiable, uh, Wolfman,
0: and this this film they they brought out the big stars for this. This wasn't mm-hmm. some like little baby film they did. I mean, we we've got Lon Chaney Jr. in the lead mm-hmm. role, Claude Rains, Bela uh, Lugosi, Bellamy, Bella Lugosi. Oh my god. Yeah. So many big guys uh, in this and uh and, and I can you imagine sitting in a theater in 1941 and watching the special effects in this movie. Oh yeah. This was their it's- end game. They were like this is the greatest <laughs> crossover movie of all time. <laughs>
1: it really was, yeah it was it was when dark universe was actually <laughs> they,
2: they end, yeah they they
1: ended up doing dark universe um without announcing it which is which is wild so this is the dark universe that worked um uh, yeah it's the, the it's uh, the, this this you know Loncini jr is um got a very specific acting style i think he was kind of just made for these very um, big melodramas, but yes. yeah, like the, the effects are, 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 are a little nuts. Like they are, um, obviously they're dated now, but like, I don't think they're like unacceptable. It's, it really is the sort of way where there's, and we'll get to this kind of how this evolves later, but right now this seems to be like, they just kind of did these overlapping sorts of changes, but, um. This is
0: 80 years old now, guys. Wow. Well, I'm just thinking about that, and so I, I want to talk about the fact that <laughs> the Wolfman himself, as uh, as Larry, um,
1: kind oh, Larry. of kind
0: of a creeper, kind of a mm. creeper. How yeah. about yeah. when he goes he's like, and he's like, "How he about it, yeah. how about those earrings or whatever you were wearing?" And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Oh, I'll you know he doesn't say I was looking at you through my creeper telescope, but uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, how creepy."
1: then I mean, you I mean again, this is sort of the dark side of the repressed person because they're not all sympathetic um you know, like the repressed person can also just be I mean repression shows up in I'm sure we all know this ugly ways um so yeah this this does kind of show like a uh a, a different side to that, which like revisiting that yeah like it's it's a little like um his lack of' he's the nice guy who ends up being uh you know. The Jerk, you
2: know. <laughs> Met plenty of those. Oh, yes. I I remember, and it's so interesting, because when I was re-watching this film, I I thought about how I saw the 2010 film The Wolf Man, in theaters with Benicio Del Toro, I think. Yes. And it was just, so, and it's so dry in comparison. Yeah. It's just like, it, it like... We always talk about in queerness, like, you know, the overthinking is definitely a thing. But, like, there is a lot of metaphor and subtext put into these films, these older films that make mm-hmm. it so rich for that analysis. And the Wolfman 2010 was just like, eh, it's just the Wolfman. It, it's, it's just, just wolf, the wolf, Wolfman,
1: like, and is dead. Like, it just, it was a whole bunch of, like, it was just, like... Yeah, I think it missed the mark in that, yeah, like, there's really nothing about it other than wolf shenanigans.
0: (laughs) I don't think that movies at this time period get enough credit for how subversive and thoughtfully subtextual they were. It has
1: to, like, it has to kind of creep you out. Like, it has to be, like, a very, like, here's the thing, like, werewolf movies dabble in obviously body horror, which is all about unnerving you, creeping you out, like sort of the sort of unacceptableness of horror, like, where it's like like your body is doing something it should not be doing. And um and yeah, I think the more uh and again we were gonna get into this later on. Um the ultimate kind of body horror werewolf movie coming up is um it it and that's why it probably has the most um success in terms of effects, which is just like, um, I mean, we'll talk about American Wolf in London, uh, 40 years after the Wolfman in 1981, which is now 40 years old. Um, this 40 year old movie remains to this day, the best effects in, in that sort of oh, in, in that thing. Oh,
0: amazing. Amazing. So,
1: and, and I think a lot of that, first of all, it's because they, they put clearly half their budget into this one scene. And then, you know, shot it in broad daylight rather than, uh, rather than in darkness and in shadows. and You're seeing every little f- moment happen. And it's still creepy. Like, it's still like, oh, no, 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 I shouldn't be doing that. Like, it, it really does kind of get into that, you know, kind of era, you know, that the thing was doing the next year of just, like, weird body stuff happening. Um, and so a lot of that really does play along with these metaphors of, um, you know these diverse metaphors of something is something is wrong here and not just like cool van helsing wolf cg well
0: let's push through let's go to american werewolf in london hey. let's, let's let's do it because i mean i think there's <clears throat> modern movies i mean i can't think of a more apt Subject than American well Wolf in London, and mm-hmm. which I only recently this last year uh, watched, and um, a really interesting cast. Um, right, with uh, let's see, it's Griffin Dunn as the lead, right? Um, oh, no, sorry, David, David Naughton, David, David Naughton, Naughton as the lead, Griffin mm-hmm. Dunn as his best friend,
1: right? And
0: best friend, that's his best
1: friend that he's very, very upset about when he loses him tragically. Um yeah, it's something where this is sort of the natural evolution of of Wolfman, where it it kind of takes that are you know it's our all caps sensitive young man, um, and then um, it kind of gets into this hate the sin, love the sinner thing, which is very queer, which is just like oh yeah, you yeah, know no, no, he's he's like, um, uh, you know he's just this kind of like nice guy this kind of a flop guy you know like he's you know that at the beginning of the movie they're talking and he's he's uh they're talking about some like you know girl troubles or whatever like they're just kind of making dumb jokes or like that you know they're like your you know your friends who are like oh yeah you know that kind of that nice dumb guy um and and then these like just like really awful things keep um happening to him like this friend is like super you know shredded and killed and then he's just um, abandoned in this like strange city where he can barely even he can't even like reach his family on the phone like it's just this really isolated lonely um, movie and I remember watching this growing up I saw this very this this used to play on Comedy Central of all places because it is a horror comedy
2: yeah
1: it used to play on um, Comedy Central a lot and and honestly like I mean we would not have shawn of the dead without this movie because Mm -hmm. um it's edgar wright's one i think it's one of his it's not his. i think it's like in his top three favorite movies of all time and you can see why like it does have this sort of really messed up sense of humor
0: right um, well well. jack the best friend jack the best parts of the movie are when jack comes to visit david in his deteriorating form which
2: is so good And he keeps, like, just
1: pretending like nothing's going wrong. It's just this really, really, and it's just so, um, it's a harsh movie, too. Like, it's just one of the, you know, you know, most horror is is kind of pretty harsh like this, but, um, like, David, like, just keeps being traumatized by these, like, his friend showing up and looking more and more like a skeleton, um, every time, and every time, I mean, it's like, it's weird to, like, it's like, okay, yeah, he's, um, he goes through this thing. He he gets he gets really cut up. He's been in the hospital for two weeks. His his best friend that he loved very very much keeps showing up, um, looking more and more like a ghoul, and tells him to kill himself. Like it's really dark. Um, like he's basically like the whole movie is Jack trying to get David to like end his own life. It's very 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 grim. Um, and, <laughs> it's so and grim. And it's very grim. Like and it's, and it's like. It's the, like there's fog everywhere and the weather is so terrible. Like they intentionally shot during like the worst weather months England ever has. Um, just to get that sort of just like awful feeling. Everything just feels awful.
0: And then there's one person that David can connect with and that's Nurse Alex. Yes. Who he moves in with, with in lesbian speed. Right. <laughs> it it us was us absurd. Too. I was like...
2: Yeah. Who taught you this? I was like, who taught you these techniques? You didn't learn these from
0: your boys. Like... No. You
2: have a, you have a gay cousin somewhere He was yep. like, this is how it's you do right. it.
1: right?" Yeah, no, lesb- like, lesbian
0: cousin Cheryl like taught him something because, yeah. it immediate- And they have sex and immediately he is 100% obsessed with her and having sex all the time. He would no, just no, want to have it all the time.
1: um... Like, they, like... <laughs> here's the thing. Before they even... Move in together. They're grocery shopping together. Like they go to the they go to
0: the grocery. Okay, hey, that's store a together. very lesbian thing too. Because I right. was a second it, date with a girl and we went somewhere and then I went grocery shopping with her.
1: The domesticity <laughs> of it, like the like they leave the hospital on the way from the hospital to her home. They grocery shop, and then they go home. And then she's like halfway through the tour of the house, and then. They're just like, this tour is over. We need to, like, have sex in the shower.
0: Not my first choice for a location, but, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, everything's pretty fast in this movie. It's like, um, hospital, she's treating him, grocery store, home, shower sex. He dies the next day. Like, it's, like, it's, like, like werewolf
0: slaughter. Yeah, it's right. like, it's, so it's, after it's he has speed. sex, he goes through this intense transformation, which is agonizing to watch. Yeah.
1: It's, um, and it's one of these things where, like, it's just, it's very much, like, so, so, like, it's, it's a strange sort of thing where it's, like, it's grotesque, but it also has this sort of, like, sexual awakening metaphor because, like, there's literally, like, it's, they're literally, um, like, the, the, literally the filmmakers have said this is, like, the transformation has, like, a metaphor, it's like a metaphor for puberty, like, it's just, like, this really thing, like, you're Boy body is doing suddenly like and um and it's just uh like awful like it's just um like and it goes on for so long. it's like four minutes five minutes
2: yeah of just cringe but and just i gotta say cringe. it's so weird how it's like they're like puberty is exactly like this i'm like <laughs> i feel so sorry for these people if this is the puberty they went through and <laughs> And, they're, I mean, and in the right. end, it's like, and all of them are cis, so I'm like, you know, <laughs> I feel like you're appropriating other traumas for this, because I don't right. know what, what's going on here. Well, something that I
1: have noted before um, online, which is, um, like, here's the thing, like, he's going on and writhing along so much, like, I, I was like, I was rewatching it one Halloween um, season, and I was like, I was like, wow, he's making a whole lot of bottoming noises. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, it was, and it was one of those things where, like, you could take a screenshot from, like, any moment in that thing, and I did, I did this on Twitter, and I was, it was my, it's my nastiest Twitter moment, I, I I'm not proud of it, uh, where it was, like, you pretty much any time he's doing that, it's, like, oh, that's, like, yeah, that's, a, that's, like, yeah, that's, a, that's a, that's a no face, oh, yeah, that's, like, this is, like, first time, yeah, this is definitely first time. <laughs>
0: You know, we also can't forget that he spends some time in an adult movie theater with Jack. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, what else should you do after you've gone and murdered six people as a werewolf? Then you know, take in a flick.
1: Take in a Yeah, well, Jack, like, the the zombie Jack, like, is in the theater and waves him in. Yeah. Like, he like he's like, yeah, we're going to, like, we're kind of going to watch this dirty movie together. <laughs> it's like just very like it's hard to put your finger on like how fascinating this movie is and then they even like i mean they because again i'm not i'm not making it up because the movie itself does like when he changes again in the movie theater with all these moaning groaning sounds um the gag is for the first like 30 seconds that the people who work in the theater think he's like jerking off in the theater like like they're they're like okay here's that's why they walk up to him and get killed because they're like, all right, knock it off. You're having a good one right now in the theater, but he's changing. Those
0: yeah.
1: oh, so theaters, do they still do those
0: theaters? Like, I mean, like I know it's,
1: everything's online. I think online, they do
0: it. have some of them.
1: Yeah. Is, is, there, is there, is there like a, is there like a porn Scorsese who's like opining for the, uh, <laughs> the communal, return commun- of the. communal whole, experience. It could yeah.
0: only be seen in 8mm. Yeah.
1: A, a porn Christopher Nolan who's just, yeah, yeah. Insisting, insisting it be released <laughs> in theater. You cannot possibly watch this not in the theater, right?
0: Well, you know, here we're not talking about young men and their purity mm-hmm. stuff, but Adam, we've got Ginger Snaps on this list. Ginger Snaps. Okay, we've been, we've
1: been building up to this, and this is again. Each time we rev- every like every twenty years, and we're, which means we're due for it. This is two thousand. Um, every 20 years, we just go, here's a new iteration of someone going through puberty, but they're a werewolf. Um, so, Ginger Snaps, this is takes that sexuality metaphor even further. And this literally is, um, uh, is two, two sisters who are, like, these goth sisters who don't fit in, but they don't want to fit in. Uh, and they shoot all these pictures of, like, them fake being impaled by... Offense and
0: god, I knew these girls in high school. Like, I <laughs> these, right,
1: these girls who would like wear a vial of their own blood around yes. the neck or whatever, yes. yeah, a necklace, yeah. Um, <clears throat> super great, or no, no, it would be like a vial of like their boyfriend's blood or something like that. Like, that I knew like that was there was that guy, um, but uh, yeah, so like, uh, the main character, Ginger, the older one, uh, she gets her first uh, period, and the werewolf, like. That's in the town um, is drawn to blood and attacks her.
2: Yep, <laughs> I gross. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's the old it, bear
1: it, in the woods. Uh, and it's bit. so
2: I I am obsessed with Ginger Snapped. I I have it in every format I I could possibly have it in. It's like the one thing I'm like, oh, I have it on Blu-ray, but they have a steel box. Okay, steel box It's steel box. New art, yeah. Yeah, and who knows what the features are, but I. As much as I love it, it's one of those female puberty movies that I'm like, okay. I know that it was co-written by by a woman, so I don't want to be completely thing about it. But it's just like the way that sometimes puberty and menstruation is put in these movies. I'm like, okay, I get it. It can be a heavy flow day, but it is dripping down, down everything. And I'm like, wad of tissue paper, you know... It, it, it's one of it my is. one pet peeves. It's like I have I have a period, and I just was like, you know what? I don't know what to do with this. I'm not feminine, so I'm just gonna let it fly to the wind. I'm like, ma'am, <laughs> no,
1: bounty I quicker
2: picker upper, like, like <laughs> something.
1: So, um, like first time I saw this. I was, I was like, with my roommate, and I and I was asking her. I was like, I was like, Is it, it was like down your fucking whole leg, like, and she was like, no, of course not, like, so, um, yeah, that was definitely uh, my first.
0: Well, re- I don't know, I, I don't know about you guys, but like my when I was young and I first got mine, whoa, it was there was some situations.
1: Oh, so it's so it's situational.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, okay.
2: it, like you know what, it does absolutely happen, but like even in the new craft, it has to be framed in this way of like. Oh, like, it's always for this a huge effect that is, like, right. for the shock value, but not like, oh, you know, heavy flow. It happens. It's always like, well, now you're a witch. Well, now you're a <laughs> witch. <woman. laughs> you're, no, you're, you're so potent that, like, it had to flow hard. And I'm just like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Like, I can't.
1: So, like, I feel like these movies are sort of... They seem to be like externalizing a lot of the shame that seems to kind of come around this, which is like, this is how you feel when it happens. Like you feel like the whole world's like, oh, my God, something awful is happening. Um, But um, is that like, is that maybe not like, like continuing the cycle? Like, is like. Oh,
0: absolutely. Everything around around menstruation, pun, uh, pun included. Everything around menstruation is still like, shh, make sure it's blue water that we show in the commercial and, you know, hide that tampon. They even made crinkle-free tampons. So, God forbid, the woman who probably is menstruating next to you in the public stall doesn't hear you unwrap your tampon.
1: It's absurd. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, society really did a number on us with this one. Um... (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot of, a lot of baggage, um, which makes it ideal to unpack in some gonzo horror movie.
0: Yeah, and you know this was also directed and co-written by John Fawcett, who is one of those guys who actually I think has a really good sense of directing and uh, telling women's stories. He <laughs> is the uh, the guy behind Orphan Black, which we stand.
1: Whoa, okay. That makes it, that, that has a similar sort of vibe.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um
0: He also directed get this. He also directed Xena. He directed episodes of of Queerest Folk and Lost Girl. So he's like he definitely has always had like a, a toe in that like queer women's. I was gonna say uh, this is like
1: yeah. the sapphic eye.
0: Yeah. The sapphic eye. That guy has a sapphic eye. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so Ginger Snaps does, I mean, every Werewolf movie has their own rules about how it happens, when it happens, how bad it is, how involved it is. Ginger Snaps is taking the uh, Jeff Goldblum fly route, which is just, it happens once and it just slowly, grotesquely happens to you. Yes. And you just kind of become less and less human by the day.
0: And Princess, I know you want to talk about the elephant in the Ginger Snaps, Oh, do you mean the gay? The like how these sisters,
2: they did that Elsa Anna thing where it's like, "Mm mm-hmm, they're sisters, but it's like, uh,
0: uh, is it? It creeps into territories that make me a little uncomfortable. (laughs) It
2: it is so intense. Like it was giving me, when you talk about vows of blood. Adam, I was thinking about, like, when Angelina Jolie went through her Mm. face when she was wearing her brother or, like, Billy Bob's blood. Billy Bob, yeah. Or, like, her brother's blood on, like, the thing, and they're making out and they're kissing on the thing. I'm like, that was ginger snaps. It was big, like, not incest, incest, but very, like, this is, like, a little bit beyond um especially with their whole death pack thing i was just like Mm -hmm. which i will say am i am i enjoying it am i living for all of the like aesthetics of it absolutely but in like this should have been gay story that this was they were best friends and not sisters like yep. yep.
0: and you know they i personally think they missed the mark with the soundtrack for this movie it's it's not it's not a bad soundtrack
2: but the fact that it's
0: almost all men and it's it's it, it, instead of like hitting that like kind of riot girly aesthetic, it goes see. like full heavy metal um, with all men, and it's kind of a bummer. It yeah. is. It should have been full of whole. like you know what I mean.
2: It's yeah. like this is the this is the thing that these these characters, and. I think one of the thing i go back and forth with ginger snaps is that it is such a fun movie like kind of like the craft but it falls into that same territory of like at a certain point women also become the enemy and it's like it frustrates me in that way because you know the werewolf that hits ginger just dies we have no idea where it comes from which is honestly a good Mm -hmm. thing but then it just becomes like we all have to stop
0: ginger because now she's sexy and like now she's she's the sole enemy with her sexiness and her her autonomy
1: well it's also like if we're gonna go the like uh her sister bridget is actually should be kind of coded as a girlfriend like it's one of those things where like she's very much just like oh i liked it when it was just you and me being like just vaguely dark together in this basement uh where we both live and now you're all like <laughs> flirting with other people it's over let's
0: go back to the get, basement ginger get her
1: yeah
2: yeah and then they infuse of course like a, a token no homo dude to be there to be like is this who you're having sex with bridget it's like is not have, bridget is ace or a lesbian she's not right. trying to have sex with this drug dealer dude who's like <laughs> if you pierce her with Give her a belly button ring, maybe that'll take rid of her vampirism. I'm like, okay, sir. Yeah, nobody's
1: <laughs> into that drug dealer guy. That guy is that guy's going home alone.
2: Yeah. He he he's not even giving us, um uh, his name's escaping me. Skeet. He's not even giving us skeet vibes. He's, he's not just, giving us um, so a low skeet red skeet.
0: <laughs> skeet skeet. Um so <laughs> <laughs> But at least he did kill the werewolf with his car. Yes. All right,
1: you know. You know.
0: So at least, for- you know, we didn't have to worry about uh, two werewolves on the
1: moose. There we go. Um so 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 we're talking about like basically every twenty years the scene you of know, the sort of the wolf sort of thing regenerates. Um what is what is werewolves like right now? Like we've all these movies are like so old we're mentioning. Um, what is modern werewolf kind of stuff looking like? I mean we have we've had Teen Wolf, which is not sure if we can count that. Seems to be pretty, like, riding that um, riding that Twilight era of just, like, the wolf is a himbo, and he's just <laughs> running around, no shirt on.
2: Yeah, that was the... I mean, if anything's queer about Teen Wolf, it's the queer baiting. I mean, like, that's... Right. Which is Which is, like, the bitterness of, like, you have a gay showrunner who's doing all of this, and it's, oh, like, all this vagueness. And we do get, like, gay actors i believe the actor who played jackson Mm -hmm. is gay and like the twins and stuff but they're all in the background and it's just really disappointing it took Uh, them
1: seasons to get to actual like on-screen gay stuff and and whenever it did it was never as exciting as this stupid teasy stuff they would do so like,
2: right, right right they're like we'll have soup future superman take off his shirt a billion times correct right, right. and right. then I'm with his like just the mail like his like not a tram stamp but it's like right between his shoulder blades and we're like okay yeah i mean okay literally nobody ever complained but are, it was just one of those
1: things where you didn't feel like super satisfied with it you were just like all right this is like this big trash thing i like i mean
2: yeah uh one movie that that wasn't on our list it's a little bit older not to take it backwards but it's uh in the company of wolves i don't know if you guys are familiar with that and it's not like a total werewolf movie but it is kind of that same um it like is about this young girl who like dreams that she's like in a fairy tale forest and like along the adventure like she meets this like werewolf men. it's like very like hard little red riding hood but it's all about like transformation and i think if there is another element of queerness besides the sexuality like it is a, that thing of like transformation being a scary thing and mm-hmm. i know we're all cis and i don't think that it's a positive transformation narrative but there is a sort of thing right. that that transformation does give you power and i think it's about trying to like a lot of these werewolf stories are about trying to channel the rage inside of you to become a complete person again. Like one of my favorite werewolf things is that like you can be, the curse is broken by someone loving you, like putting out their hand to you. And I think that is like an interesting thing that would be great for future werewolf stories but I think people are just not thinking that deeply about it. Besides, yeah. besides yeah. us gays,
1: that's funny you say that about Company of Wolves because I do like because um, a lot of Company of Wolves is like Grandma uh, Angela Lansbury Queen um, is basically just warning this young woman about just like men. No, you're not going to be careful. Watch out. And a lot of it is like and and. And um, in the traditional Red Riding Hood story, it seems to be like, um, traditionally, it's grandma's correct. Like, the wolf is bad, it's 100% bad, no gray area. And in this one, it starts to introduce that whole, like, "Mm, maybe grandma's wrong, maybe she's, like, maybe, you know, maybe this is a little controlling, maybe this is, you know, maybe not taking uh, Red Riding Hood's, like, full, um, full, uh, best interests at heart. And so I would love to see world movies go more in that direction, um, Princess, like you were saying, which is, like, um, you know, I think, I don't know if anybody else shares this, but, um, in Beauty and the Beast, like, the 91 cartoon, um, a lot of, like, Twitter folks have seen, some, every, every, I feel like every month I'll see a tweet about this where it'll be, like, um, uh, oh, the beast came, uh, went back into human form, and uh, eh, little little gay did not like that part. Like, <laughs> like, I would love to see like a werewolf movie be like, um, be like, it's a curse, it's a curse, it's a curse, it's a curse, and be like, oh, no, 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 hold up, don't go backwards. This is actually who you're supposed to be, um, and really continue that, and not have it be like a. They kind of have to die because I mean, again, this these werewolf movies really end the way a lot of. Um, a lot of like older gay movies ended which was like beasts gotta die by the end of it um they're they're too out of control they're too self-possessed they're too themselves we don't like this new version they gotta die um and uh yeah I'd be really really interested to see some queer or queer aligned storyteller really just dig into that um and dig into like you know going the opposite
0: well, are you guys aware of the film Jack and Diane? Yes, I'm not. What it? Is, what is okay, Jack so this Diane? it came out about oh gosh, almost ten years ago now. But it starred yeah. Riley uh, Keough and Juno Temple, and it's actually like a like a queer romance, but one of the uh, like characters it's basically kind of terrified that she's turning into a werewolf like creature. And there's obviously there's blood, but it's, it's actually nose bleeding this time. Not, we don't hit the menstruation uh, part, but it's, uh, it's a a lot about blood and like finding yourself and, uh, and Kylie Minogue is in it. Whoa.
2: Well, that's all you had to say, man. Right. Can't get her out of my head. Like she plays
0: like, she plays like a tattoo like a queer tattoo artist. You got that for is. us? No,
2: that, that, I love that for
1: Diane. Her. Check it out. Ah, <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, well, this has been so much fun talking about where werewolves. Yes.
1: Um. So, why don't we, so we've talked about what the future is. We're going to wrap it up with uh, an extra credit question. Um, so we're talking about like, uh, we're talking about uh, tragic werewolves, the all of tragic endings like so many uh, queer movies past. Um, let's think, let's, let's retcon some of these bigger werewolf movies and uh, which which were should we, should we give a happy ending to? Should we pair some up? Make them kiss or something like that? What should we do? Should we do, they're not sisters, they're actually together and she doesn't die at the end.
2: I would I would love that. Like if I could remake Ginger snaps, even if I wanted to just keep them as sisters, I would put in that whole thing of like, that you can bring someone that you love back from werewolfism um, through like the power of love, damn it. And then, but Ginger will still be allowed to have her sexual autonomy. It's just like now that she has full control of it, not because she had like her period and became a werewolf.
1: Right, mm, that's true.
0: I wanna see, wolfman the original with the mummy i think there is a story there let's unwrap the love (laughs)
1: let's let's (laughs) damn it (laughs) um here's what um i'm gonna see oz uh leave sunnydale obviously he leaves sunnydale um we don't really see where he goes um afterwards in college and after college i want to see oz Take do a study abroad um, in the late '90s, early 2000s uh, uh, to to England, uh, and he runs into uh, American world from London's David Kessler, who is not dead and who and they have uh, sort of a May December romance there. And he kind of sh- you know shows them kind of how what you know what the what his life is like now and, and all the different uh, ways to kind of keep it under control.
0: Hollywood, are you hearing this? <laughs> yeah,
2: <You know>, listening.
0: <laughs> Pay attention to us Uh, well this has been another episode of Horror So Queer Adam tell the lovely folks out there where they can find you
1: you can find me on Twitter at the Adam Sass on Instagram at it's Adam Sass you can also go to my website adamsassbooks.com and pick up my uh, debut young adult novel Surrender Your Sons wherever you buy your books
2: princess you guys can find me on twitter at @weeksprincess weeks princess w-e-e-k-e-s and also on instagram as princess underscore weeks uh and my youtube channel is melina pendulum we have fun videos up i have one about redemption we're talking about sex in the city and bridgerton coming up shortly and some special stuff on patreon about soul and wandavision which i hope you are watching because it oh is God. so amazing <laughs> i like Sometimes I want Marvel to fail so I can stop liking things that they do, but then they just keep doing things that I like, and I'm just like, damn it, damn it, damn it.
0: Fine.
1: co-signed. Co-signed on that. Oh, shit.
0: Well, I'm Dana Pickley, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dana pickley 2 cs one l and at my website, Queer Media Matters. So, in the meantime, until we see you next time, uh, stay queer and stay spooky. Enemy of Scream Pod Squad.